what's going on, Military Cash Flow family? Today, I'm very excited to be coming out with a new series we have called Military Fire. Now, the FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. Now, in this series, what we're going to be doing is giving you the tools you need to plan for financial independence and early retirement while serving in the military. That's what this whole thing is about. So I don't know about you, but once I get done with my 20-year service obligation, I plan to retire and go pursue passion projects that unfortunately don't really make me any money, right? So in order to sustain the lifestyle that I want, right, while working a, while work pursuing a passion project that doesn't bring any money, I have to be very deliberate in the assets that I buy and the things that I buy to, to ensure that I have enough money to sustain myself and my family in early retirement. All right, so with that said, did you know that the median household retirement income in America is $46,360 for 20, 2022? So what that means is that people that are in retirement age right now, they're living off of $46,000 a year. Now, I want you to really think about that for a second. Can you support your desired lifestyle in retirement with $46,000. If you just close your eyes for a second, or if you're listening to this out in podcast lane, you're driving or something like that, um, just think about that for a second. How do you see you living your life after retirement, regardless of what age it is, um, regardless if you retire at 45 or 65 or 70? How do you see your life? Uh, how much do you think that you're going to be spending in retirement while you're retired? What type of vacations are you going on? What type of house are you living in? What type of car are you driving? How are you supporting your friends and family around you? Are you paying for your kid's college? What does that look like? For most people, when, I, when I've when i done this survey and I've done this kind of class to a bunch of different college uh, students and ROTC programs and also other uh, units, other installations across the Army, the most common number that I get is $100,000 a year. Most people think that in order support, to support their desired lifestyle, while serving or their desired lifestyle in retirement, they need to at least be making $100,000 passively in order to support their lifestyle. So that's less than half of what the median income is in America. Now, I'm, I'm using the median income because I think that's closer to reality. You see the mean or the average income is 71000 but that does not account for the outliers out there, the mega billionaires like Elon Musk and Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and things. So most um, professionals or most experts would uh, suggest using the median number, which is a little bit more accurate uh, when determining what most of America lives off of, right? And you can kind of fact check this stuff as well. You can go on to Google and you can just type in retirement crisis and you'll see what comes up and you'll see how people are only living off of social, social security. And a lot of people are living off of way less than 46,000. So I really want you to put yourself in those shoes and just think about that for a second. Will $46,000 support you? Can you live off of $46,000 right now if you had to retire? If your answer is no, you really want to pay attention to this video. And let's go ahead and get to that. All right. So in this series, it's going to be a few different videos. This video particular today, we're going to be discussing military fire and all the components. And then we're going to go uh, another video. We're going to go over the thrift savings plan or the TSP. We'll go over real estate investing, specifically using the VA loan. We'll go over after-tax brokerage accounts, we'll go over pensions, Social Security, and then how to make a comprehensive military fire plan, right? So 
all these components here are things that are our most common um, assets that make up a retirement account. So I really wanted to hone in and focus on these to give you an idea of what you should be looking at and how you can make your own comprehensive plan. All right, so again, today's agenda, we're going over the military fire. We'll go over what fire is and why it's important, different levels of fire, common assets that make up military fire. And then uh, we'll go over America by the numbers, kind of giving you an idea of where America is at along these component lists. And then also, and, and this list is by age, so that you can kind of see where you stack up with the rest of America um, along with retirement. Uh, retirement savings and uh, after-tax brokerage savings and regular savings and things like that. Um, and then we'll also go over some key questions that you need to ask yourself uh, when starting to build your own uh, fire plan. All right, so military fire, what is it and why is it, why it's important? So you probably got kind of a hint of what fire is. Financial independence, retire early. I don't want you to focus so much on the retire part, like meaning you're going to lounge on the beach and not do anything so much. I really want you to hone in on the financial independence piece. And really what that means is when you have enough passive income coming in to support your desired lifestyle, that's the key there because everybody doesn't need $100,000. Some people might want $200,000, right? That might be what they need to support their desired lifestyle, right? So when you have enough assets coming in that can support your desired lifestyle, you are now financially independent and you can then retire early. And when I say retire, I don't mean just lounge on the beach. Most people retire to something, meaning they go and pursue a passion project that might not make any money. If you guys know me or and you guys have seen my videos for the last five years. I've mentioned it a few times. Um, I want to go and retire and be a wrestling coach because I, I want to be able to coach, teach, and mentor uh, young adults. And, and that's kind of what helped me along in life. And that's what helped me build my mental um, my, my mental toughness and, and so on and so forth, right? So that's what, what it is. And then why it's important is um, so that you can actually go and pursue passion projects without having to worry about a W-2 income, right? And, and that's really what it's about. We want to make sure that um, our service members are able to uh, retire regardless of what age they're at, and they're able to do that comfortably, and they don't fall in line with most of America that's in a retirement crisis, right? So that's what it is, and that's why it's important. Now, there's different levels to FIRE. Um, there's fat fire, there's lean fire, there's barista fire, and there's coast fire. Give you a quick example of each one of them. So fat fire is, um, if, if you're looking this on YouTube, you can kind of see it on the screen, but fat fire is, are you save and invest a lot more to keep up a high standard of living while in retirement? So basically that's a person that wants to live off of $150,000 a year, right? That means they're going to have to save extremely aggressively to make sure that they have enough passive income um, so that they can support their desired lifestyle, that $150,000 lifestyle in retirement. That would be fat fire. Lean fires, you live a frugal and simple retired life uh, so that you can retire early. These are the people that go out and live in campers or go out in, um, they, they have a very, very um, low standard of living. Um, now that doesn't mean that it's it, they're poor or anything. It just means they it doesn't cost much to live their lifestyle, right? So they might be living in a camper, and you know they they're living off of 
$40,000 a year, or they might be living off of $30,000 a year, right? So they obviously need much less. They don't need as much to support their desired lifestyle. And that's why I'm going to keep saying that desired lifestyle, because no one can dictate that except for you, right? So we got fat fire, we got lean fire, we got barista fire. And barista fire is where you retire from full time, uh, it, from a full-time employment, and then you just take a part-time role so that you can supplement your living in retirement. So basically, it's kind of like a kind of a hybrid hybrid um, where you are um, you're you're kind of lean fire, but at the same time, uh, you might need a little bit a little bit more additional income. Um, so you can just go and be a Starbucks barista, hence barista fire, right? Um, you can go work a part-time job to support uh, to to help cover. Anything that delta that you're missing between what you have and what you need, right? So that's barista fire. And then we got coast fire. Coast fire is basically when you can stop investing, when you have enough assets that will grow over time to support your lifestyle in retirement. Meaning, if you're 20 years old right now, and let's just say you have $200,000, $200,000 at an 8% return. Um, and that person, that 20 year old wants to retire when they're 40. So there's going to be 20 years of un uninterrupted growth growing at about 8%. Um, that $200,000 is going to be growing at 8% for 20 years, right? Um, whatever that amount is, I didn't probably should have got a calculator, but, um, I didn't do the time money of uh, the time value of money there, but, um, whatever that amount is, they're saying that they have enough right now. And if they leave it alone, let it coast they will have enough to support themselves in retirement. So there's the four retirement. You got fat fire, lean fire, barista fire, and coast fire. Let's go to the next thing. So these are the common assets that make up military fire. So these assets are your tax advantage accounts. Now, these are your accounts like your thrift savings plan, your TSP, or your IRA, your individual retirement account. And then we have uh, non-tax advantage accounts. And these non-tax advantage accounts are like M1 Finance or Fidelity or any of these brokerage accounts that you can invest in individual stocks or ETFs or mutual funds by yourself, right? Without um, uh, without being tax advantaged, basically, right? So I did a video a little while back on how I bought a duplex using my after-tax brokerage account, specifically M1 Finance, right? So if you want to watch that video and see how I bought the duplex, also about the numbers and how how it turned out and things like that, uh, feel free to click on the link. It'll be there. It'll also be in the show notes as well. So you can click on that link and listen to that podcast episode or watch that YouTube video where I break down the numbers and kind of explain everything on, on how I did that using margin. Um, I'll also go, I'll, I will also go over that a little bit more in detail further in the series on how you can use this specific non-tax advantage account um, and how to support yourself in retirement. All right. So, and then also I'll have an M1 link down there below as well. If you want to use M1, um, the, the great, great, uh, program I use them myself. And if you sign up, click that link, you'll get my code and that'll give you 10, 10 free dollars stock. And also give me, I think 10 free dollars of stock as well. So just throwing that out there. Um, so we got our tax advantage accounts. We got our non-tax advantage accounts. We have real estate, right? Um, and we've made a bunch of different videos on real estate and how to use your VA loan to uh, turn your primary resident into a rental property. Um, so we got real estate, we have social security, and then we also have your regular pensions. If you decide to stay in the military for 20 years, then you're going to get a pretty decent, decent pension. And we'll cover that as well. So all of these things, all of these common assets are what's going to bring you income when you decide, 
when you decide to retire early. It's going to also help you uh, become financially independent, right? So that's that. All right. So America by the numbers. So now what I want to do is give you an idea of where where America is um, by the numbers. And it, it says it by age as well. So you can kind of just read along. Uh, you'll read along if you're watching this on the video. I'll also go ahead and say it since I'm, since some of you guys might be on podcasts as well. But let's go over these really quick. So average um, net worth. Now, I'm going to say average net worth, but I'm just going to use the median. Kind of like I said before, I think the median's a little bit more accurate, accurate because it gets away from those outliers like the Elon Musk and Oprah Winfrey's and Bill Gates and um, uh, those billionaires of the world, right? So I'm going to give you the median net worth for um, adults younger than 35. The median um, now this is from this is from the Fed. They they come out with this report once every three years. This is 2019 survey. The next one will come out in 2020. Uh, the 2022 survey will come out in mid 2023, right? So, so uh, the median income for younger than 35 is fourteen thousand dollars. The median income for 35 to 44 year old is ninety one thousand dollars. The uh, median net worth for 45 year olds to 54 year olds is $168,000. The median net worth for 55 year old to 64 year olds is $213,000. The median income for 65 to 74 year olds is $266,000. The median income for 75 and above is about $254. So, just kind of taking that into perspective, kind of look where you stack up along this net worth, um, uh, this net worth chart. I think I might have said income, but what I what I was meaning to say is uh is net worth, right? These were all the median net worths by age groups. All right, so those are the median net worths. Let's go over the median um, non retirement accounts at every age group. So the median non retirement accounts for those in their twenties is about ten thousand dollars. In their thirties. It's about twenty nine thousand dollars in their forties. It's about sixty eight thousand dollars in their fifties. It's about one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars in their sixties. It's about two hundred and ten thousand dollars. So these are those non retirement accounts, meaning those brokerage accounts like the M1 uh, or the Fidelity or Charles Schwab or Vanguard, whoever uses a brokerage account. But these are where you buy those individual stocks, those ETFs, those um, or those mutual funds. Right. And this is these are the average uh, non-retirement balances uh, for those. All right. And then we got the retirement savings accounts uh, by age. Right. So retirement savings account. And this is coming from uh, this is actually from a 2022 Vanguard report. Um, so the median retirement account balance for those under 25 years old is about one thousand eight hundred dollars. Twenty five to thirty four. $14,000, 35 to 44, $36,000, 45 to 54, $61,000, 55 to 64, $89,000. And then ages 65 and above, the median retirement savings is $87,000. Again, hopefully this is starting to make sense like that most people in retirement don't we're not saving enough money at we're not saving enough money as individuals to support ourselves and that desired 
that desired income um, if you are the uh, me, the, reg- the average American, basically. What's going on, family? Johnny Lonham here, the military CEO. Mike and Dan said it would be cool if I share my new report with you guys. The seven mistakes that veterans make that prevent you from building a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio. I've been fortunate enough to build over a $10 million real estate portfolio all while being on active duty. And I made some mistakes along the way. So I want to share those mistakes with you guys. So guess what? You don't make the same mistakes. So go to my website, download the report, johnnylinum.com slash mistakes, or click on the link in the show notes, get the report, and let's go make some equity happen. Let's go. All right. Then we got savings, uh, at median savings at each age. Those under 35, $3,200. 34. $4,700. 4700 dollars 45 to 54 years old, 5600 dollars 55 years old to 64 years old, 64000 or six, $6,400. This is the median savings amount throughout America, right? And then we got Social Security, just to give you a, a frame of reference, right? So I know a lot of people are depending on Social Security. And for, for a lot of people, for a lot of retirees out there, Social Security is the only thing they have, the only thing they're actually living off of, right? So and the average monthly payment for retired workers is $1,677. Now ask yourself, I mean, if you plan on getting out of the military, that, that's cool, but just ask yourself. If you don't put any money into your 401k, if you don't put any money into your after-tax brokerage account, if you don't own any rental real estate, um, are you going to be one of the um, median Americans that are only living off of their Social Security check, which consists of $1,677 uh, a month? That equates to about $20,000 a year. And again, you can fact check me on all this. You can go and look up retirement crisis and you can see this stuff. And I think this is why this is extremely important to give us an idea of what most of America is actually doing right now and living off of. All right. And that was that report was straight from uh, Social Security, the SSA.gov site. So hopefully that kind of put into perspective where America's at by the numbers and where you compare along your age group in some of those categories as well. All right. So some of the questions that you need to ask yourself when creating your your own financial, uh, your financial independence retire early plan are how much will it how much will it cost to actually maintain your desired lifestyle? First, you got to figure out what your desired lifestyle is. And then then you got to put a dollar amount to that. Right. And an easy way to do that is literally just ask yourself, you and your significant other or or if it's just you sit down and really write these out. Like, all right, well, I'll probably live in this type of house around here. And this is about how much that that mortgage payment might cost. All right. This is, this is the type of car I want to buy. Right. And this is the type of car. This is what's going to cost to support that. Right. This is the vacations that I want to go on. I think I might be paying this much for whatever, you know, so just kind of go down that list and make that comprehensive um, sheet that kind of tells what you're, that's going to help you form how much it's going to cost for you to live your desired lifestyle. And then you want to find out when you actually want to retire, right? That's a huge question. When do you want to reach military fire? Because if you're planning to retire at 45, like I am, then you got to start, you, you have got to already been doing things aggressively, or you need to start doing things aggressively right now, right? Um, or do you plan on just taking that traditional retirement at, you know, maybe 
a couple of years early. Maybe you want to retire at 60, not 65. You want to retire at 60, right? Um, you have a little bit more time, but you still got to figure out when you want to actually retire so that you can kind of backwards plan from there. All right. So uh, next question is, what assets are you contributing to and in what order, um, what assets are you contributing to in order to reach fire? And then also, uh, do those assets align with your military fire goal? Now, that's a super important question, that last one. Do those assets that you are currently investing into uh, align with your fire goal? Now, I'm just going to give you a quick example of a conversation I had with another soldier, uh, I think last year. So common adage, most people say, hey, invest in your TSP immediately, right? Um, that, that's just something that you need to do in the military. And I understand why people say that. However, this particular soldier uh, wanted wants to retire at age, he, he enlisted at 18 and he wanted to retire at 38. He's like, hey, I want to retire and I want to go do, I wanted to say he wanted to go do like mission work or something like that. Um, I know that it didn't make any money, but he's putting all of his money in his TSP in order to in order to do that. So what he didn't know is that you can't withdraw from your TSP until 59 and a half, right? Um, in order to, to to take advantage of that tax free income, right? Um, and so I was like, how are you going to support yourself if you're doing mission work, right? Well, it's like, I'm not really sure I got my TSP. Well, yeah. And, and he mentioned, well, I can just take out a loan or I can withdraw. Yeah, you can do that, right? You can definitely withdraw, but then you're going to get taxed. Yeah, you're going to get taxed and all, you're also going to get a 10% penalty, right? So um, just think about where you're putting this, this money. In my opinion, um, him putting most of his money in the TSP when he plans to retire at 38 um, and he can't access that money until he's 59, 21 years later, right? Or excuse me, uh, 48, yeah, 20, 21 years later, it just didn't make any sense to me, right? So um, really think about those things. Now, there's a lot of people don't know about the TSP as far as what type of loans you can take out and then how much you can take out because you're capped on how much you can take out and the frequency in which you can take them out as well. Um, but that'll be for another video. But the big thing is I just want you to understand why you're investing where you're investing at, right? To me, it made more sense for him to invest into an after-tax brokerage account like an M1 Finance because if he only wanted to live off of $70,000 a year, which is what he said, right, then he would be able to do that tax-free, right? So what a lot of people don't know, you can look up the tax code or you look, look up um, capital gains taxes, right? You don't get taxed capital gains um, on, I think 2022 was anything less, uh, anything under $80,000. So if he had invested his money in his account and he withdrew every year $70,000 or under whatever that threshold was for capital gains, then you, you don't get tax on it. It's a zero tax, right? So, but yeah, you can look that up for yourself. I mean, this is, this is all, you know, common knowledge, but a lot of people don't, it's not common knowledge. It's, it's, these are things that are out there that people just don't know. So Again, I'm going to touch on all these things and kind of go over some of the uh, some of some common misconceptions and some things that might give you some more some more uh, information and, and ideas and, and things to think about so that you can build a more comprehensive wealth plan or financial independence retire early plan for yourself. All right. And I'm going to end with one last thing for you. For those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm a full time graduate student. Uh, I'm double majoring. I'm doing my MBA as well as a master's in wealth management. Um, and that wealth management class, these classes are awesome. And this is this type of stuff. Wealth planning 
with trusts and wills and and how to structure different entities and all these things. This is absolutely fascinating to me. Um, and this is kind of one of the reasons why I'm reevaluating my own wealth plan and I'm finding out more information. So I'm going to hopefully share that. I'm going to share this information with you um, and hopefully it helps you along your own wealth journey. So with that said, this is Dan Wynn signing off.